Welcome to the Empty Opinions Podcast, bitch. Alright, yet another set. Holy shit, this is getting fucking crazy. I don't know what the fuck is going on. That every freaking episode is a different look. At least for the YouTube viewers. Yeah, I'm gonna start forcing people to listen to the shit. Cause at the end of the day, this is a motherfucking podcast I know a lot of people don't listen to podcasts I know that, but y'all gotta go over there and just listen Cause that's the whole motherfucking point If you're just watching a video, I don't know what the fuck their purpose is Yeah, I don't know what the purpose is You people don't know what the purpose is Of this motherfucking episode I don't even know myself Psych, I think this episode is about cancel culture Yeah, it's about motherfucking cancel culture But Look, look, wait a second, let me just tell you something I've had about 500 different mental breakdowns this week I don't really know what the fuck is going on I think the real problem is the fact that my camera now is fucking up And it won't record the motherfucking episodes And it's getting me real motherfucking mad I'm getting so motherfucking mad Guess I'll just use the old lens for the other episodes I guess that makes sense I don't even know what makes sense or not anymore I'm just kinda lost I'm just kinda lost uh, Yeah. I'm just kinda lost in this world I'm so lost, I don't know what I'm gonna do I just gotta know that this episode is gonna be nice I don't know what the fuck is going on in the world I cannot even sing, but that's what I'm doing right now Listen, I think that might just be the idea I think I'm probably just gonna record using the old lens that I had For the, you know, for whenever there's a guest And then, um Whenever it's just me, record with a good uh, lens. I don't know, man. I don't know what I'll, what I'm going to do. I guess using the old lens isn't such a bad idea. The camera isn't that bad. The video isn't that bad. I was just excited to use a new lens. But now I just guess it's going to be an issue, dog. All you people really know that I'm in this. Like a motherfucking in you Yeah, you, 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 you know it. My mind is kind of gone. I don't feel like really like in this episode. You know what I mean? I'm just really freestyling because that's what I gotta do in the beginning of each episode. I mean, I just left the bath and felt ready. Now I'm about to get ready to record this episode. Hopefully it's a good one. I don't even know what's gonna happen. I'm just losing grip on reality, but I gotta put myself together and do this episode. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Empty Opinions, where no topic is taboo. My name is Eladi Polanco, and uh, this is episode 76, titled Cancel, Cancel Culture. That's right, on this episode, we're going to be talking about cancel culture and just, you know, I guess cancel culture, a lot of people were thinking that it was going to be done, that it's over, you know, because around 2017, 2018, there was a lot of cases of people getting canceled, right? Um, and then a lot of people thought, oh, it's going to slow, slow down. It's going to die down. You know, it's over now. And then, I mean, they were right. It was slowing down, but now it's picking right back up. I don't know what the fuck happened, but the movement is now stronger than ever, it seems. Because they're canceling some real big people that nobody saw coming. But I'll get to that in a second. But before I get to that, let me just do some housekeeping. 
Um, make sure you follow me on, you know, social media at Eladio Talks, E-L-A-D-I-O Talks on Twitter and Instagram. Also, make sure you follow the podcast uh, to keep up with everything that's happening in the podcast's world at Empty Opinion Pod. That's on Twitter and Instagram as well. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel to see some clips, some videos. I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck is going to happen with that, you know, with that site, with the YouTube channel side of things. Um, you know, I've been thinking about podcast shit all week, so I'll figure something out. But yeah, go over there to see some video instead. If you would like to see to he, to watch me instead of just hear my illustrious and beautiful and gorgeous and frictionless voice <laughs> uh you can you know if you rather see my beautiful face you can go to the youtube channel if not you can stay here with the podcast so yeah listen to the podcast and any podcast in sight you know soundcloud you know spotify you know stitcher i guess i don't fucking know anywhere you listen to podcasts you can find this podcast but also if you're anybody's listening to apple Podcasts, if you're listening to this episode through apple podcast please Rate and review this podcast on there. Uh, give it five stars uh, and drop a, a nice little review. And you know what? Fuck it. I'll just read the review on the podcast. You you know, just drop a review and I'll read it and I'll give you a shout out if you are interested in that. But um, yeah, that's about it for the, you know, housekeeping for the podcast. So I guess let's get straight into what this episode is about. And it's just about cancel culture. The reason I decided to do this episode on cancel culture was because, you know, I was looking for some deep kind of topics to talk about for this podcast, and I couldn't think of any, so I put as a question to my Instagram followers, like, yo, y'all should give me some, you know, deep topics to talk about. There are a couple in there. There was one about, do you think the end? Of, this is actually the end of the world? And she was like, it's a serious question. Is this the end of the world? And I was like, you know, in my head, I'm like, yeah, fucking probably. But not really. I think this is just a really bad time in the world right now. You know, specifically 2020 is a really bad time in the world. But it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna go through. You know what I mean? It's gonna, it's gonna uh, die down. At least I hope so. Because I hope it's not the end of the world right as I started, you know, right as my goal is to become, you know, fucking successful in the podcasting shit. Oh, that the world ends. That'll be really fucked up. But yeah, uh, I don't think it's the end of the world. That was one of the questions. Another one was like, um, what was the other questions? I don't even remember. Uh, like, uh, you know, Pose. Somebody asked me about Pose. I guess a TV show. Haven't seen it, but it looks good. You know, I look. Okay, this is gonna sound horrible, but you know, I feel. I, I, if I was a little bit more open-minded, <laughs> I would probably watch Pose. I know, and that's fucked up for me to say, but I'm just being honest. You know, that's like a world. That's that kind of world, right? That you that we're in a progressive society we're trying to learn about um so i do have to i should probably give it a chance but i just you know there's so other stuff I, I should watch and stuff like that um so yeah that's the i guess that's my thoughts on pose and then the other i only got like four questions then the other one was uh i don't remember exactly what it was the question, the part that I actually wanted, the one question that I did think was a good topic idea for this episode was uh, what I said, how the title of this episode, cancel culture, and just how wild and rampant it has gone recently, right? Like, there's so many people, 
for some reason they're all like packed together it's like it feels like the weekend or the week where harvey weinstein was exposed i don't know if anybody remembers that weekend which was about two years ago where uh they did a somebody did an article on harvey weinstein and how and all the sexual allegations that he's had and they kind of opened the floodgates for me too and you know cancel culture and people you know getting canceled left and right pretty much that's when all of that really happened and that week that that happened a lot of people got canceled that same week like all in that one week span and then it has kind of been sporadic throughout these past two years and now it's gone rampant again i mean let's start with uh jimmy kimmel so he has been you know quote unquote pretty much like canceled i guess Because he has been revealed to have done blackface and using the N-word and impersonating a lot of black people in the past, right? And, um, you know, he's been, the people have been trying to cancel him. And it's a thing of, like, that's, like, the blackface and the N-word and all that shit is kind of interesting because, you know, is it acceptable if it's not malicious? If we know the person's intent is literally just to impersonate a black person, Right. Because a lot of everything has to do with context and intent, right? Because, you know, blackface, the reason why it's uh, it's such a bad thing here, it's not only because you're dressing up as a black person. It's because of the history that it has that, you know, black people weren't able to perform. They were systematically kept away from entertaining white people. Uh, and so the white people themselves had to, you know impersonate black people in order to get that side of entertainment being done to them right that's how that happened and that's why blackface is so bad because it was also used to ridicule black people especially with the way it was with the you know full-on blackface with the red lips and the white eyeshadow and all of that which was to you know make fun of black people as much as it was to impersonate them uh so you know that's that that's why blackface is such a big deal But, you know, if you take out, if let's say blackface had never been done in the United States, right? Like that act of white people impersonating black people to ridicule them, right? If that never happened, you know, and you take away all the systematic racist, uh, you know, systematic racism shit that black people have gone through. I know this is a big stretch, but I'm just saying, if you take all of that out, some a white person, you know, painting themselves black to impersonate a black person without any malicious intent that I don't think that's that's necessarily a bad thing and you see this happening all over the world I mean in Asia that happens a lot like I don't know if people have seen those famous like Japanese like game shows where like that's all they do like Japanese or Chinese I'm not sure Korean one of those game shows like you see like Asian people just straight up do blackface And, you know, the reason it probably doesn't get a lot of attention, at least not over here or over there, is because there's no no history of blackface over there. So when they do it, there isn't necessarily a malicious intent with it. That's just one example. I mean, there's so many examples all over the world. Like, I believe there's a whole celebration. Uh, I learned about this in one of my classes. I think there was, uh, the, I don't remember if it's Sweden or... Or like one of those, you know, Swedish, Nor Norwegian. I don't, I don't remember what those, those kind of places are called, those countries. But you know, around that area, there is a celebration of literally of it's almost like Christmas, 
but for some reason you have to wear blackface. It's a strange. All I'm trying to say is that blackface, you know, if you take it at face value, like in a literal sense, so not everybody who does it is trying to ridicule black people. They're just trying to look like the black person as much as possible. Now, you know, it's like that's in other places. And also there's the argument of, you know, to impersonate a black person, do you really have to dress up as their skin? And my question, my answer to that is just, it depends on black. It depends on if blackness is a big deal for them or if they don't have any other recognizable features, right? Like for Tupac, if somebody, if a white person wanted to dress like Tupac, Tupac has a very notorious look with the bandana and the nose piercing, right? That's a very recognizable in the bald head. That's a very recognizable uh, look. So if a white person wanted to dress up as Tupac, they could just do their outfit and people would automatically know who they're talking about. But if it was somebody, let's let me think of like a black person who doesn't have a very reckon like a black character or yeah, like a black character that doesn't have a very recognizable, you know, outfit. Um, let me think of just any movie, I guess. The guy from Get Out, <laughs> Daniel Kaluuya, that that guy and his character, his outfit. There's nothing really memorable about his outfit. What's memorable is just who he is, right? You've seen the movie, you've seen the character, you've seen the actor. You know that that's him, and that's a very popular movie, so that guy is recognizable. But so, <laughs> so if you if a white person wanted to dress up as Daniel Kaluuya, you know, and uh, as that character from Get Out. Dressing up as their clothes only wouldn't necessarily be the best outfit because nobody would really recognize that that's who he is because, you know, it, it's his outfits is not the iconic part of it. So, <laughs> but then again, if it did wear blackface, you know, I was trying to use an analogy, but if he did wear blackface and because his face structure, let's be honest, Daniel Kaluuya's face structure is really fucking weird. So... If if he if he wanted to impersonate, you know that. Well, I guess the the way you would do it, <laughs> it would be no. But even then, you imagine like a white guy wants to dress up as the guy from Get Out, and all he does is just wear regular clothes and blackface, and then his girlfriend is white. <laughs> you maybe that would be a little more recognizable, but it still wouldn't be really recognizable. So I guess that's a bad example. But you know what I mean. My whole point with this is saying. If you want to impersonate a black person and there's nothing really recognizable about them besides their race, you know what I mean? How as a white person do you impersonate them? Then I guess in, in this country, there's just certain things you can't do, like say the N word or just wear blackface. Those are just two things you just can't do, right? I mean, you can, but you're going to get criticized and canceled like Jimmy Kimmel. But it's just like. Just don't do it then, right? Like, you know, if you want to do that, go to fucking Sweden, go to China, go to Korea, go to Japan. I don't know. Go anywhere you want in the world where that's that's not frowned upon like it is here. But that's why Jimmy Kimmel was canceled. And again, I don't think Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel had a bad, you know, he, he had bad intentions. It's not like he was trying to mock black people. It seems like he he, he gets along well with the with the blacks. That's whenever people say blacks, for some reason, it sounds racist to me. But I don't know if that's necessarily like a racist word. It's just, you know, the people how people say whites, Asians, blacks, Hispanics. Right. Like that's not necessarily a, a, a 
bad word, but it sounds bad for whatever reason. I don't know why. But regardless, if you want to, because like as I was saying, yeah, just a little fucking side side note there for no reason. But what I was saying with uh, Jimmy Kimmel, I don't think he is trying to mac. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, mock black people. He's just impersonating them. But you know, nowadays you, you just not only not back then, but definitely not now. You can't really do that. So just don't do it. But again, that's one example. So now I want to talk about, you know, what happens after the cancellation and if cancellation is the right way to go, right? Because, you know, let's say Jimmy Can- Jimmy Kimmel was canceled. He wasn't really canceled. It doesn't seem like there's that much of an outcry. But yet again, but then again, I don't really know what the fuck is going on in cancel culture. I'm not part of that culture. I'm not part of that cultural movement. So I don't know who's actually canceled and who's not. But. And I don't know if that cancellation got traction or not. But let's say now, yeah, he gets canceled. Is canceling somebody, is cancel culture the most effective way to create change in a progressive society? I don't know, man. I don't know if it's the best way. I think it's like anything in America. And I've always, I've said this a lot. I say this a lot, a lot. Like everything in the United States People love this. This country is based on temporary fixes to deep rooted issues, right? It's all over the place. That's just what this country does. So, you know, when when you use cancel culture, just like anything else in America, it's going to work as a temporary fix. But what are you going to do five years from now? What are you going to do 10 years from now when, you know, especially in this society where people kind of forget about shit when they come back? What happens? Is it just going to be a weird stigma forever? Like, that's the thing about cancer culture is very short-sighted. You, like, there's I feel like people are just content with canceling somebody, but they don't think about, okay, what about when he comes back? Or when can he come back? Like, I feel like cancer culture isn't too thought out. It's not, too, it's not well thought out, I don't think, cancer culture. So when you think about all that, you just got to think like, okay, what's... um. What's going to happen five years from now from this guy when this guy decides to come back, right? Like, what happens? For how long are we canceling this person? Because if it's not in... That's the other thing with cancel culture. It's almost acting as as a new, uh, um, you know, justice system for this country. You know, it, it's almost like the new due process that's canceling people. But the only problem is, it's not because it's not as well thought out as the, or as the due process uh, that is instilled in the United States, right? And I'm not saying that one's good as it is. I'm not saying the the criminal justice system or the justice system in this country is good. I'm just saying it's at least thought out. You know, I don't think the cancel culture justice system isn't is thought out at all, right? So I guess an example of like what happens afterwards, like what what's next, right? Would be Louis C.K. So if you don't know the story about Louis C.K. He, you know, apparently was uh, masturbating uh, on a lot of people, right? Like, (laughs) that's such a fucking simplified way of saying that. No. Basically, what happened was, you know, Louis C.K. apparently had, uh, you know, had asked women for consent to jerk off in front of them. Um, He got canceled because, you know, a lot of the women came forward saying he's a fucking sexual deviant. And, yeah, I give him my consent, but... You know, I felt peer pressured and all and all that, you know, all that stuff, right? Like he was jerking uh, off in front of a lot of women, and um, they came out and said they didn't like it, so that's why he got canceled, right? That's what happened. 
So, yeah, that's what happened. And then he was canceled. And then, you know, a couple, like two or three years later, he comes back. He has a special out. What What's next? You know what I mean? Like, because for how long is he going to be canceled? Should Because he did that, right? And we deem that inappropriate as a society. Does that mean, what does that mean? Does that mean that he can never come back to society and we can never do anything about it? You know what I mean? Like, I, that's what I'm saying. Cancel culture doesn't make sense because it's not too well thought out. And that's unfortunate because it's a good cause, but it's not well thought out. Because what now with Louis C.K.? Like, if you're going to do the thing where you're doing, where you're, like, deeming a sentence to get... If you're canceling people for something that you deem to be bad, but it's not necessarily bad in the eyes of the of the, of the courts and the criminal... And then, you know, the justice system in this country, what do you do? What, what, what's, what's next? What do you, like, I don't know. Do you, it's just, it's, it doesn't make sense because now people are stuck in a rock in a hard place with like, let, let's say Louis CK, because now he was canceled. He went away for three years and now he came back. What do we do? Do we never allow him to get back to society? Like, there's just going to be a stigma on this guy forever, even after we've, like, socially shamed him, and he's even apparently apologized. He did apologize in the beginning, but people didn't like the apology. I don't remember exactly what happened with that. But that's, I feel like Louis C.K. is one of those first examples of somebody who was canceled, but now is back, and there's people enjoying his work, but people, it's kind of frowned upon that you're enjoying his work, because it's like, don't you remember we canceled him? And then you're just like, okay. But for how long is he going to be can is he canceled forever? Then, you know, at the rate that the cancellations are going now, and if we're never supposed to support the people who get canceled, there's not going to be any entertainers left. <laughs> like, if they're all canceled forever, now what the fuck, you know. And specifically for some things that are, and that's the thing with cancel culture too, that people, certain people get canceled for things that are in the gray area, right? It's not necessarily something like, R. Kelly, like R. Kelly was definitely canceled and that was a great cancellation because this motherfucker was a pedophile. They got away with it and now he's in jail and now, you know, and that's a little bit more black and white. You know what I mean? Now we and R. Kelly being the black and then I'll give Harvey one sign. That's the example of the white. Like that's more black and white because. And I'm talking about race, you know, I'm talking about uh, a skin tone, not necessarily what they did was good or bad. But what I'm saying is that with those examples that are more black and white, that cancellation forever makes more sense, right? You can cancel them forever and be like, listen, R. Kelly, you're a fucking pedophile. You're canceled forever, right? That makes sense to me. And I feel like that should make sense to every. I don't think nobody would complain that R. Kelly gets canceled forever because he was a pedophile. Same thing with Harvey Weinstein. He abused a lot of women. You know, apparently he raped a couple of women as well. You know, was indicted for that in the criminal system, in the criminal justice system, it should be canceled forever. Bill Cosby, you know, fucking, you know, drugging a lot of women. Another example where, so you know what I'm saying? So there's certain examples, like I believe cancellation only works when it's black and white, because when you're in the gray area, because the, the, the sense, the sentencing for cancel culture is just, you're canceled forever. Who does that work for? People who, probably deserve that like r kelly bill cosby harvey weinstein you know those are cancellations that are going to be forever and are you know warranted but if when you're talking about let's say 
like the Louis C.K. thing where he jerked off in front of women. He didn't sexually, well, I guess that could be counted as sexual assault, but he didn't physically assault them. He did ask for consent, although I understand the argument of like, if somebody as popular as Louis C.K. tells you, yo, can I jerk off in front of you? You're not, as a woman, you're not going to feel safe enough to say, nah. You know what I mean? So they're going to, so I understand that, but should they, and that's the problem with canceling culture too, because you also get lumped in with every other person that was canceled. So it can range from, or even Aziz Ansari was, people were trying to cancel Aziz Ansari. That wasn't even more, that wasn't even really great. That wasn't even a great thing. That was more of a, almost black and white in the other side. And people were still trying to cancel him with him kind of, I guess, trying to have sex. He just wasn't, um, it was a bad date. Pretty much what happened with Aziz Ansari was just a bad date. And, you know, people were trying to cancel him for that. Cause a woman felt, you know, weird about it. You know, she came out against him. That's a problem with cancel culture because then you range when you start canceling people, for different things, but they all get lumped into the canceled category or the canceled forever category. You get people, you get a range of from Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby or R. Kelly, and they're in the same lumped in group as Aziz Ansari or like a Louis Z.K., right? Or a, um, uh, a Jimmy Kimmel, for instance, right? And that's the thing with canceling culture is that, you know, that's another bad thing about canceling culture because, uh, um, you know, about cancel culture. That's another bad thing because that also makes you compare horrible things when you shouldn't really compare horrible things. Right. Because when you start doing that, that's when you start to really see that certain things aren't as bad as others. And you never want to believe that. Right. But that's what it is. You don't want to compare a rape to a somebody saying the N word. You know, because that can be subjective. People could be like, nah, this one's worse. And then other somebody might be like, nah, that's worse. So, you know, it gets tricky. And that's why canceling culture being applied to everybody is bad. You know, there might be a net positive. There might be some, there is some positive, you know, people like, like I said, R. Kelly, Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby. Those are big. Those are examples of big people who did horrible shit, heinous shit that are now behind bars because of cancel culture. Right. So they have done a lot of good things, but that's the problem. Sometimes the, the bad comes in the gray and cancel culture. is just a movement that is very black and white. Um, I mean, what else can I say about cancel culture that has, I mean, all right. And this is how I'll end the episode. I'll talk about the Crystal Leah scenario and how that falls into the cancel culture shit. Right. Because if you don't know Crystal Leah, he was accused Yet another person that was the, that was canceled recently, this as of the past week, uh, because a lot of allegations came out of, um, you know, underage women claiming he was trying to get with them, right? Like saying that he was like texting them or getting together with them. I don't really know exactly the allegations, but all I know is that he was doing some inappropriate shit, inappropriate shit with underage girls, right? So yeah, that's bad. Right. I think we can all agree that's bad. But again, as of now, and that's another thing, that's another thing, how cancel culture can be tricky because, you know, Chris is getting canceled by a lot of people because you see the allegations and they're so bad 
you can't really even if you try to give the benefit of the doubt you seem like a bad person because those are such a bad things but a lot of people are given the benefit of the doubt because you know they're allegations now as soon as like a lot and a lot and a lot of allegations come out about a certain person all kind of expressing a very similar thing that's kind of where people start to get like eh, okay that's i think it looks it might be bad you know it's possible that it's horrible so i understand that but it's just how do i say it? it's just so yeah the chris D'Elia thing he was canceled it's allegations so he hasn't really been and that's why i say cancel culture is basically the new justice system now it's like the internet's the inner the internet's version of justice system and you know it's almost something that you just kind of had to accept at this point you might not like it but it's just it's just really what it is because you know the thing about the internet we've shown we've been shown time and time again the internet has power the internet can make shit happen and it can give power to the powerless so that's where this justice justice system is coming in that's that's the point of the, that's why this justice system has been created because when the internet realizes they have power and but they they have power in groups right and they've never had power before and they're not like as a like a, a person with as much power as let's say a crystalia or r kelly or bill cosby or harvey weinstein right if you're not one of those people and you're just a regular person you don't have power but then with the internet what the internet has done is allowed is is allowed people to have power in groups right in mass like power in mass and that's how cancel culture has started and that's why it's almost become the new justice system in this country but unfortunately when it's up to the people you know the people don't necessarily make the best decisions there's people who you know what i mean like the, the, there's checks and balances to a lot of the things that happen in the u.s right even the justice system included. So when you're talking about the internet, there's no checks and balances in the internet. There's really not. Whenever the internet wants to do something, it does it. And that's just what it is. So, you know, with Chris D'Elia, I guess, uh, you know, I was using him as an example. I started talking about him. That's what's happened where the internet deems Chris D'Elia to have done something, some highness, and then you see a lot of allegations fake or not whoever who would even fucking know that's another tricky part of it of allegations that come out on the internet you don't know if they're true or not and that's why the real justice system is so important i think as flawed as it can be sometimes at least they try to get to the truth as much as they can or at least at all they try at all but with the internet and just you know internet allegations you kind of have to just believe them and it's it's rough because sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad you know everything lives in a gray area and i think the internet is not a gray area place it's really not it's a black and white uh place um but yeah the crystal yeah now crystal is canceled and now going back to the original point i made in the beginning of this podcast what happens in five years from now with crystal because undoubtedly he's gonna come back but what happens there is no answer to that because cancel culture is very temporary and they don't really think, you know, they don't think things through. They don't know what the fuck they're going to do when he comes back. Just keep him canceled, I guess. But as soon as he comes back, I bet you there's going to be people who are going to be supporting him. What then? Are people just going to forget? Or are we just going to keep growing more and more divided as country? 
that's just that's just what's happening with cancel culture, and that's why it's such a tricky, tricky topic to talk about. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about with uh, cancel culture. The other thing I kind of wanted to say is that with cancel culture, you know, it's something I'm even worried about. It, when I become successful, right? Because I, I, I have a pretty good feeling that I'm going to be successful. Just because I feel like I'm talented enough. And I have, you know, I'm talented enough and I'm putting enough work, enough work into this and I'm consistent enough. You know, I feel like even I'm worried if, if the cancel culture, who knows, in 10 years from now, what, how the fuck cancel culture is even going to evolve. But I'm even worried how the fuck they're going to do when they, you know, if I become successful and then certain people on the Internet don't like me and they want to cancel me and they're able to do it. If they get enough people on board and then they find some fucking, you know. A clip from this podcast of me saying the n-word you know one day uh, it's happened it's happened where like i mean i can't even i don't even know how the fuck i'm gonna should i even make it should i make a statement now because it's gonna happen i have a feeling it's gonna happen especially it keeps getting as bad as it is now you know because i have it's tricky with me because i don't say the n-word unless i'm like <laughs> singing along to a song or like quoting somebody i'm, I'm pretty sure listen I, I don't use it but I'm pretty sure I've said it like two or three or four times on this podcast. And it's because I, it's almost like a tricky thing with me where like I choose not to say it. But it's not like I don't think I could say it, you know, because if Cardi B can fucking say it, so can I. That's what I that's what I feel. But I just don't choose to say it. But sometimes it slips out. How the fuck is cancel culture going to react to that? You know, in 10 years from now from this podcast is one of the biggest in the world. And I'm one of the biggest, you know, personalities in the world. I wonder how people are going to react to that. Uh, so I guess, you know, if people, if, you know, now I'm speaking to the future cancelers 10 years from now, if you're watching, if you have stumbled upon this episode, just know I didn't mean any of that, you know, I was childish and was reckless in my, in my actions and was thoughtless in my ideas. I don't know if this is a good statement. Listen, I didn't mean to do it. All right. I'm sure 10 years from now, I'm going to be a more wise person. So that's my statement. For 10 years in the future when they try to cancel me. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be it for this episode of the Empty Opinions Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, episode 76. And uh, yeah, I'll catch you guys next Monday for episode 77 of the Empty Opinions Podcast. Goodbye.